coming up this week on the Course of Life podcast. Golf headlines all over, including the simplest winner ever, a finally moment on the LPGA, Trump's infamous 67, and a cringe-worthy moment as well in professional golf. We're tuned into a past guest success on America's Got Talent and Storm Season. This week's guest, professional bull rider Austin Richardson, who I met this past weekend, and you'll hear all about my crazy shark cage experience at the PBR Team Series. Plus, we get into birthday meal conversation when we always end with food. All of it brought to you by our friends at Desert Fox Golf. We love Desert Fox Golf because they created the phone caddy, golf towels and accessories, cigar holders, and the swing aid tumblers, which we love for all the golfers out there. So I'm talking to you out there. If you know or you have an event coming up where it's large scale and you got a lot of people that you got to give some great golf gifts, gifts to, you need to hit us up in the DMs. That's right, DMCOL podcast on Instagram. And if you connect us to the event manager and they book a nice big Desert Fox golf order for all of you and your golfing friends to have great stuff at the tournament, you will get a cash referral up to $200 for a large scale event. That's right, there is cash in your pocket on the line just for suggesting that you get Desert Fox golf and their products at your next large-scale golf event. Again, DM us at COL Podcast on Instagram with the event info. Tell us everything about it and why they should have Desert Fox products, and we will take it from there. Thanks again for supporting Desert Fox Golf. They're a great sponsor of ours, and we love featuring them on the program. interwebs and welcome to course of life we are proud to be presented by our friends desert fox golf and the live take app i'm michael he's alex and alex the uh sleepy quiet really kind of boring birdie fest of a course at east lake every year promotes uh, get, we we get some sort of drama or something that gets created at the tour championship and victor hovland's right. drama was just going full uh a superhero mode throughout the entire week and just saying like, yeah, I shot a 61 to win the, you know, to win last weekend. I'm just going to go ahead and keep scoring and keep playing really well. And I'm going to go ahead and win by five strokes. And that's what he did. When you're hot, you're hot. Yeah. Uh, Just untouchable out there. Really, his worst round was a 68 to start the week. And after that, it was just like he barnstormed like he did last Sunday uh, and just went full out and just uh, took the W. uh, Never in doubt, really, maybe for a brief moment on the back nine. And so for two weeks of work, he gets paid, what, like $21 million or something like that? Oh, yeah, if not not more. Yeah, it's 18 for the FedEx. I don't know how much he won for the BMW. Just an absurd cash out for Victor Hovland. And and what a well-timed hot streak, too, to come with your yeah. best play you know starts at eight under just two back of the lead because of the staggered scoring shoots 19 under for the week on his own i mean he would have pretty much done it done it regardless of the staggered scoring format uh so really impressive stuff from hovland and and, and i said simple because the guy is just he, no offense he's got a nice smile and, and a great personality on the course but he's just vanilla ice cream in the interview he couldn't think of one thing mike that he's going to purchase or splurge on for himself after the this newfound glory and riches winning the 18 million for the FedEx Cup. Mike, I know, I know we're pretty simple people too, but I know we could think of one thing we could buy, you know, when, when asked in the press conference. So the, the guy is just, he's a simple man, but he, uh, he just simply got his way around the course a lot easier than everyone else. You know, I love the video. I'm sure you saw it of him being handed a bag of Chipotle chips and guac. <laughs> 
<laughs> when they're just walking <laughs> around the course afterwards. And it's just like, yeah, that's all right. That's pretty simple, but it works. <laughs> whatever whatever is something you like. Uh, and he just liked uh, turning his game around. You remember four years ago when he joined the tour, um, we had high hopes for him, but he just couldn't do anything. And this year was probably... Uh, Again, this year I think was marked by guys that the just official were, coming out party. Yeah, uh, coming out party for Victor Hovland. If you didn't know who he was, but I think this year was marked by guys out on tour who just played fantastic, consistent golf all year. Um, yeah, and it's interesting. Let's get into kind of a quick recap of the season while while we turn the page in a couple of weeks officially. But you know, we had all the talk based around the big three names of Scotty, Rory, and Rom. But I feel like some of the most unique storylines came from outside of those three guys when it was all said and done. And, and Victor Hovland was a perfect example of that. So, yeah, and uh, you know, I think Victor Hovland got lost in the shuffle of these guys, and so we talked all season about Scotty Scheffler being like the number one golfer. Yeah, he. His putting was atrocious, but he was like constantly in top tens. You could just ride him on top tens for the entire year. Right. And John Rahm was kind of the same way. And really, Scotty and John Rahm were not conversations in this FedEx Cup. Um, it was Rory was a conversation starter to it an was. extent. Yeah. Um, and so the- a little bit of Max Homa and Colin Morikawa. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was interesting. It's like, you know, and you look back at that player of the year discussion now as it sits and I, I, it's weird because I want to lean Rom just because he has the four wins, which no one else has. And the major. <laughs> but down the stretch, it wasn't pretty. He didn't seal the deal by any means. So it really is, again, for probably the second or third straight year, it's pretty open to interpretation who ends up getting that player of the year award. I mean, I, I feel like the question is in terms of player of the year and who dominated the statistical categories. We don't talk stats the whole lot on here, but if if you look at it that way, it's between Hovland and Scotty, to me, the two yeah. that led the tour statistically and just constantly were in the hunt every single week. I think ultimately, if that's the conversation, it almost has to go to Hovland. So maybe he is the player of the year. We'll see. It was a big time finally moment on the LPGA tour. Speaking of New England and New Englanders, this is a girl who grew up in the Boston area, Mike, that has been on tour for eight years now. And she finally got her first pro win in Megan Kang on the LPGA. Very impressive. It even took her a playoff to do it, but she got it done at the uh, CPKC, the Women's Open in Vancouver there. Uh, So really gutsy stuff to see from her. And she is going to be part of that Solheim Cup team as well, too. Yeah, that's great to see that a, a journey woman is finally able to get out of W after 191 career starts. So just great, great for Megan Kang there. That was really cool to see. And then also a very interesting announcement, which kind of got my head churning, Mike. Uh, they officially made the captain's picks for the Solheim Cup, which is coming up in Spain. As you remember, at the top of the year in January, I met and interviewed Captain Stacy Lewis at the PGA show. And I posted the clips on our Instagram. Uh, They'll go up again throughout the week. Uh, But a little bit of a psychic moment because I mentioned two past Course of Life guests in Allie Ewing and Cheyenne Knight. I basically stand for them and told Stacey that she should make these picks. Lo and behold, Mike, two of the three captain's picks, former Course of Life podcast guests. How about that for fair play, huh? I I mean, we've talked about the podcast bump a lot, uh, and I think it just uh, goes to show that that's... That's exactly what it is. It's a bump when you're on those podcasts. Good things happen exactly. in your it's career. Cl- you know, you know, and the captain was sitting in there. She was slaving over her final picks. And, you know, the last thing she thought, Mike, is 
you know, what 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 would Alex do right now? What would Alex from Course of Life do? That random guy I talked to eight months ago. You know, what would he do? And 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 that's exactly what went to her mind. So shout out to Ali Ewing and Cheyenne Knight for both making the team. They're going to be fantastic additions. Uh, like I'd mentioned, Cheyenne's a bulldog. She's a fighter, and Ali Ewing just super straight off the tee, really consistent, good veteran presence. Uh, looking forward to Solheim Cup coverage in, in, in a few weeks. In addition to a Ryder Cup year, Mike, it's a, it's a double for golf fans as well. There's a lot of great stuff going on during this quote unquote off season in yeah. golf. For real. So. Yeah. Let's talk about the senior circuit real quick too, because Alex, have you ever, do you ever five putted before? <laughs> Oh, yes, I have. I, I, I have Ooh. a nightmare-inducing story. It was a first hole at a tournament I played in about 10 years ago, Ooh. and I literally could not get the ball in the hole. It, it may have actually been a six-putt. I, I borderline lost count, so I uh, I feel I feel all the uh, the traumatic energy from that every day I hit, hit the golf course. Yeah, and, and Paul Goitis did a five-putt on the 72nd hole to lose this weekend. Absolutely brutal moment on the PGA Tour champions. Paul Goidos, you know, you may know him from his TV days. Shot of 59 on the PGA Tour. Great guy. Funny personality. There was nothing funny or, or no smiles to be found after the five-putt mic. It's a cringeworthy video. You can find it circulating online. But he basically had about a three-footer for par and ended up with a triple bogey. That's all you need to know. Um, so it was an embarrassing moment. They're just like us, Mike, the pros. Every once in a while, they have those amateur moments. And uh, as a result, uh, your boy, I, I affectionately call him, you, you're, you're not so much of a friend. VJ Singh ended up getting the win out there. Yeah, that just makes it even worse. I mean, come on, Paul. <laughs> Seriously, dude, come on. <laughs> a crazy, crazy one of us moment there out on the senior circuit. Also, just want to uh, drop a little self-promotion what we do here uh if you haven't looked at our youtube channel recently we got a video there showcasing our time at the european club when we were in ireland a few weeks ago uh again fantastic course just phenomenal i know the conditions were were hurricane inducing um but they it was it was just a phenomenal course and people are loving the reel of the putt putt we did from on the 127 yard green make sure you check that out it's the longest green in the world and we posted a reel this past week, um, which was getting a lot of good attention uh, of us in a putt-putt competition. It was intense, and it was full intense conditions out there, rain, wind, and everything. And uh, you'll have to see who ended up winning. Uh, check out the Instagram at COL Podcast for that. And we got uh, more coming up there over this next week as well, including uh, some time when we were at a Ros Lair, when we finished the week at Ros Lair. Yeah, I'm going to do a little tip. sightseeing Ros Lair combo for our final round and our journey down to the southeastern corner of Ireland. Check out the YouTube again. Subscribe to Course Life on YouTube. So lots of content incoming. Uh, always, We're always big on the golf social content. Uh, and oh yeah, speaking of golf, I'm, I'm squeezing this in on you, Mike. Uh, the Trump 67, he tweeted oh, yeah. it out to the world. Well, what do you think it actually was? was what what do you think the actual actual score was which Uh, i think he actually shot maybe an 82 i'm gonna go Um, i'm gonna go with you i was gonna go 78 79 i think yeah you know he's also donald is also 6'2 and 215 pounds so he's just that's right (laughs) yes same height and weight by the way as lamar jackson the nfl former nfl mvp and starting uh quarterback for the baltimore ravens uh Uh, so yeah i mean i guess if he is that height and weight it may have been a 67 what do we know right i mean for for that (laughs) height and weight he looks really really bad (laughs) are you saying it's gone straight to his hips unbelievable it certainly has that's for darn sure good stuff (laughs) all right uh hey the pga tour season is over alex but that doesn't mean the golf is over uh 
Um, mm, we're headed yes. to uh, Europe. It's the European Masters and the DP World Tour. Uh, beautiful golf in Europe. Beautiful. I love this place, Mike. This is Cran Cercier up in the Swiss Alps, mountainside golf course, literally built on the side of a mountain. It's a very cool watch for the morning fans in the U.S. Grab your coffee, grab your breakfast sandwich, uh, start your Labor Day weekend off with the DP World Tour. Matt Fitzpatrick in the field, too. He's won here before, so he's the commanding betting favorite. I did a full preview on runyourpool.com with all my picks of the week, but sneaky, decent field. Some fun names that you may recognize. Padraig Harrington teeing up the week before the Irish Open. I guess he's getting his game mentally ready for the K-Club, it sounds like. So, I mean, I mean well. I, if I got to pick between him and maybe Seamus Power at the K-Club, I'm picking Seamus Power. Mm, there you go. All right. Yeah. Well, that's a little preview of what's to come next week. So yeah, we get the European Masters Irish Open next week, and then the PGA Tour resumes. Don't worry. They're not taking too long of a break. We got some fall events starting in two weeks. All right, let's switch over to Tuned In, where we share what we're tuning into outside of the world of sports. Uh, I'm very tuned in right now to uh, Tropical Storm Idalia. By the time everyone listens to this, it'll be Hurricane Idalia bearing it's down. It's on you right now. On the big band. It won't be on me, but it, it's supposed to come across Savannah and really almost go like right over our heads as a weakening category one or tropical storm. So it's going to be a fun, uh, fun midweek uh, time here in, in Savannah and low country. Sounds like we got to just say our thoughts and prayers to that Florida panhandle. Hopefully they make it through. Okay. Through yeah. all this, but yeah, I think you're going to, this is pretty mild for you. This is child's play. I will say that we kind of jokingly said, eh, there's been nothing going on with hurricane season yeah, we a week or so week. ago in the podcast. And so, and here, we are that you get and what I, you ask for in life I, I gotta say while, while it is maybe child's play even for us here in in savannah you still got to be careful you're still looking at 40 mile an hour sustained winds gusts up into the 70s a substantial amount of rain potential flooding as well so you still need to be very careful even if we're not looking at a category two or getting bombarded with something coming off uh right off the ocean so still need to be careful out there no matter what the conditions are so it's a little little beyond golfing weather. Uh, our European club was probably around maybe thirty to fifty miles an hour. So so double that, and I don't I don't think it's going to be golfing conditions. So everyone just enjoy the indoors there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Love it. Uh, I'm tuned into a former guest of the show. Again, another one I met at the PGA show, Mike Mitch Rossell, the country singer, uh, having his big time viral moment right now. Yeah. He had his second performance on America's Got Talent. He crushed it with the song All I Need to See about when he first met his wife, who he's still with to this day. And lo and behold, Mitch just announced the news that he officially got signed to a record deal with Dreamcatcher Records. Congrats. Round of applause from everyone here at Course of Life. We're hoping to reconnect again with Mitch soon, but uh, really cool to see him take this next step in his career. Again, podcast bump. It's everywhere, it's Mike. Again, it's everywhere. Bump. And now imagine if he like shoots his best round of golf ever on the golf course, too. Then, then we're really cooking with gas. So we can, we can give you a bump in music, golf, really anywhere if you come on the show, I guess. It's going to be, yeah, pretty much. So if you want to be on the show and do better in your career... <laughs> Hit us up. Hit us up. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll make it happen. And it doesn't matter whether you're you're a grinder or whether you're Tiger Woods. Tiger, hit us up. Yes. No. Yeah. We are. We will take uh, an invite from Tiger to. to I'm not us, saying that Tiger Woods will win a major again if he were to get on the podcast, but I'm not saying he won't. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. We'll see what happens. All right, let's uh, go ahead and get into this week's guest. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we had on the uh, head coach of the Austin Gamblers. That's yep. professional bull riding. Uh, and Alex, you were you were in the house 
this weekend for the Austin Gamblers. Yeah, Austin Gambler Days, the PBR Team Series. So this isn't an individual bull riding competition. It's a team series competition that they just invented in the last couple of years. Uh, And what a spectacle this is. Uh, And I got a chance to sit down with one of the riders uh, from the Gamblers. Met him last weekend as well, too. Really cool conversation coming your way with a guy that does this for a living. Neat stuff. We'll get to that conversation in just a moment. But first, let's talk to you about the Live Take app. This is where sports debates are solved once and for all. Alex and I are on there uh, once a week doing a live take. That's where we sit down and record for about five minutes and share our opinions on a topic. It could be golf. It could be football. It could be something else entirely. And then we ask you, the public, to tell us who's right. Yeah, you get it's to go fun. in there and vote. We debate each and every topic in the world of sports. Um, I'm pulling up my page so I can take a look, but we're at a pr- pretty much a dead even record right now. We've, we've had some hot takes. Uh, I did win the scoring, the staggered scoring, or I'm about to. So I'm eight and seven right now. But follow us. I'm at COL Podcast Alex, and you're at COL Podcast Michael. That's right. Make sure to check us out on Live Take. Download it on your app store today. Challenge us. Challenge other people. Drop your own hot takes as well on there and see what people think of you. Again, that's Live Take. Check them out on your app store and download today. Let your take be heard. Next up, we've been highlighting my trip to the PBR Team Series in Austin, Texas to cheer on the Austin Gamblers. Our next guest is a professional rider for the Gamblers that's coming off a thrilling finishing ride and competition of his own. It's Austin Richardson joining us on the Course of Life. Austin, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Very good. It's great to have you on. Uh, We're in the second season now of the PBR Team Series. For fans who hadn't followed much bull riding or learning about it, it's your second season with the Austin Gamblers as well, too. I'm just curious, as someone who's come and to know this as an individual sport, first and foremost, now that we're seeing the Team Series play out, what are are your impressions on the team competition? You liking it? Uh, I'm loving it. It's a... Man, the, the team deals is it's great for the sport for sure. I mean, I, I think it's uh, brought the whole sport and everybody in it, and uh, everybody that's watching it too kind of brings them into kind of how it works, and uh, especially the ride that uh, the Amazon Prime video, uh, getting to see the, in, the insides and outs, and uh, to see how we train and, and how we go about bull riding. And it's, uh, it's not a group of guys as being old cowboys, and I mean, we, we work out, we, um, we we train for this and, and we put all our all into it for sure. But now that the team deals, it, it's great. I think uh, it's it's um, built me more as a bull rider and a man for sure. Being with uh, some of the guys like Jose on our team, like he's a two time world champion, probably one of the greatest bull riders of all time so far. And um, and just being around all them guys, it 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 really improves my uh, myself and uh, and it, it it's awesome for sure. Let's talk a little bit about your winning moment you had in Anaheim, which was really special. I know. Tell me about your mentality for that, because again, you know, with this being a little bit different, you, you got not only you know your hopes of the ride, but your team hopes as well too. Uh, what's the mentality going into that final ride there? Uh, I mean, it, it meant the world to, to help out my team uh, get the win for sure. I mean, that boosted my confidence like no other. And, and like you said, it, it, I'm not just riding for myself; I'm riding for the team and. 
And uh, when I can put it together a big ride like that and then uh, cheer us off for, for a victory, that, that, that tops it off for sure. And, uh, and it, it's awesome. They were going crazy. I mean, they were loving it. I, I, we, we talked to and we had your coach, Michael Gaffney, on the show recently. And the whole team was really loving it. I mean, what, what's that camaraderie like uh, for, for you being part of the Gamblers? I mean, uh, it, it's all exciting. I mean, like, it, it's crazy. I mean, even if you're not riding, like, like, like I was, I was on the, uh, I was ready for a re-ride. I wasn't riding, I wasn't competing for sure. Uh, but, uh, Coach Gaffney, he, he came in and, and told me we got a re-ride and, and so I was going to get on. And for me to come in, uh, and to do that, man, that was awesome. And, and it, I think it's more exciting to watch somebody else ride, like, uh, all my teammates when I'm sitting on the sidelines and I'm watching them ride and they put up big numbers for the team. I mean, it, it's, it's really exciting, especially when we all work as hard as we do and, and, uh, put as much as we can into it and it all pays off. Very well said indeed. Austin, I'm, I'm curious. So being an Austin gambler for you, but representing the home state, I know you have Texan ties that it's gotta be a little bit extra special for you when you get out there and ride. Oh yeah. Especially, uh, being a part of the Austin gamblers. I mean, uh, they're a great team. They they take care of us so much and, and make sure we have everything we need to compete. And, and uh, especially to be here right here in Texas, I mean, I'm I'm super proud to be uh, to represent them for sure. And and uh, for us to be winning the year in right now or or sitting in the lead, I mean, it it tops it off. And it's it's a great time, and I, I'm so blessed to be a part of it. You're originally from the north northern part of the state, is that right? North Texas, Dallas area. Uh, yes, sir. Just south of Dallas, about 10 or 15 minutes. Cool. So what, what's your impressions about Austin? Obviously, kind of it's a little bit different from the vibe of where you are, but what are your impressions of the city? What are your far- favorite parts of Austin itself? Uh, I, I love Austin. I've gotten to uh, visit there a bunch since I've been a part of the Austin Gamblers. And uh, and uh, I have to say my favorite part is uh, is, is the river. I, uh, I forgot the name of the river, but we go out there every, every time we go down to Austin, we go out on a boat or go surfing down the river or paddle boarding. It, it's always a great time down there. And, uh, and I, I love that river. It, it, it's so much fun. Yep. Town Lake, Lake Austin, Lake Travis. It's all, it's all pretty much the same, but it's all one good time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> love being out on the water too very cool uh, i'm curious you mentioned it earlier i've seen the camaraderie and for those who aren't following on social media you definitely should follow the gamblers uh and their account because i saw a little bit of footage from from the team workouts i i gotta know people are probably very curious out there what, what what's the team workouts look like for for bull riders these days so we don't want to be super big we want to be uh lean and and j- just to, we want to be as lean and, and fast as we can. So, because hmm. you're not gonna, you're not gonna outpower them bulls. So we do a lot of mobility and uh, cardio and and just try to stay lean and, and strong at the same time. But no, uh, we we try to work out as much as we can. Like the team, we all pretty much are up here in north uh, North Texas, and so we all train in Decatur uh, with our trainer Jim Bowie. I mean, he. he has so much to do with it. He he puts in so much work towards us and make sure we have everything we need, therapy, uh, just getting healthy for the weekend. And, and for sure, whatever you put into it, you get out of it. And so I, uh, with the Austin Gamblers, I mean, we, we truly work hard for it, for sure. Love that. Um, so I'm curious, when we get to actual riding day and, and day of competition, uh, are you superstitious guy at all? Did you have a set routine for, for competition days? Uh, so 
I don't like to be superstitious. I, I do have some lucky socks I, I wear most of the time when I ride. But nice. uh, our our uh, our CEO JJ Josh, I mean, he, he's pretty superstitious. He we have different riding shirts, and and all we've been wearing is white, and and we're seven and uh, seven and zero oh right now wearing them white shirts. So I think we're gonna keep it with that, and uh, hopefully it carries on throughout this season. All right, so are, the, are these socks are they, are they at least getting washed occasionally though? I just want to make sure that's still happening. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> Not gonna be wearing those stinky socks. My team will kill me. Yeah, it gets pretty pretty muddy out there. I can imagine. And uh, pre pre ride, I know you put some really great uh, music behind your social media content. It's Austin Richardson twenty two on Instagram. I love following. Um, what's the the pre ride music that you like to listen to to pump yourself up? Uh, so um, my shoot song is um. Gremlin by Kodak Black. Uh, okay, yeah. I, I don't listen. I mean, I listen to country quite often, but uh, I do like some pop. Get me, get me bumping. Get my motor running for sure. And uh, and as far when I hear that song, Super Gremlin, I mean, it's a kind of game on. I, I get in that zone and I'm ready to go. Love that, yeah, man. The, the edgy hip hop does kind of have that that grit to it that gets you pumped up in, in a way that no other music can. So I like the Kodak Black tip. I I, I think uh, fans out there will appreciate it as well too. So I'm um, I'm gonna be heading to the competition uh, at, at the Moody Center in Austin. Uh, everyone, check out the PBR website for where the team series is going to a city near you. Um, but in terms of spectators who are maybe maybe attending a bull riding event, let's say for the first time, uh, tell everyone kind of what spectators should be looking for and watching when they're watching. Watching you in competition. Uh, I think the most thing to, uh, to watch is this kind of behind the ba- uh, back to the bucking shoots where we all hang out and where we are as a team uh, before we get on and stuff. I mean, you get to kind of see a lot uh, in the insides of what we're doing back there. I mean, yes, the, the rides are great and you're going to see a bunch of them, but uh, really just kind of watching us in there and in, uh, in the back getting ready and uh, putting our bull ropes on our bulls and, and uh, just uh, how we go about things right when we're, we're about to kick, kick the games off. Okay. Yeah. Now I'll be, I'll be watching the camaraderie a little bit more between the teammates then definitely. I know we all want to kind of focus on the bulls, but it's definitely the lead up with the team atmosphere. That's very cool to see too. And, and I'm curious in terms of the, the ride and the qu- ride quality itself. One thing I'm going to be looking for is kind of what, what are the things that fans can look for when they're watching bull riding that separates a good ride from a great ride, kind of, kind of the more subtle parts of bull riding that, that you might not notice the first time you watch it. Yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, some guys, you know, uh, from from a good ride to a bad ride, you'll see a, a really good rider stay in the middle and is really controlled. Sometimes will be scratching with his feet and and just really controlled. And then, then there's some bad rides where you're kind of hanging off the side and just kind of holding on for dear life. Uh, that that, that kind of separates a good ride from a bad ride. But, uh, like, Jose, he, he's pretty... He's he's a really good rider. He hardly ever messes up, and if you watch him, he's like a robot on the back of that bull. He, <laughs> all his move, all his moves are, are perfect, and he's not going to overdo himself or or not make a not make a, a move that's going to be behind the bull. And uh, no, that that's what you kind of want to look at as a bull rider that's uh, sitting right in the middle of that bull and just in the perfect timing with him the whole time. I'm very curious because I wanted to bring this up. I know you had some adversity where you had a season a couple of years ago in 2021 where you were playing injured. Um, tell me about riding injured, kind of the status of the injury at, at the moment and how it affected your riding style as well. I'm very curious how that changed things up for you. Yeah, so, I mean, we're all hurt or we're never going to be healthy and uh, you're going to be sore or something's going to be bruised. But 
you just kind of have to put it in the back of your mind that that uh, it once you nod your head, it, it's going to go away. That you're not going to feel that pain, and just kind of put it behind you. But there is for sure um, when you're getting on bulls, it, it is kind of going to be in the back of your mind that you are going to get hurt, or if you're hurt, you're going to get worse hurt. So yeah, I just kind of try to put it put it behind me, and then uh, after the ride, I'll I'll deal with it then. So, <laughs> just kind of have to bear through it. So the riding style stays the same for you, basically. It's just kind of seizing the moment and just toughening up for that for that ride and that that momentary spot. Exactly. I mean, it, it's only eight seconds. I mean, it, it's going to hurt for sure once you get off. But once you're riding, I mean, your adrenaline's going so much that you, you really can't feel any pain, and, and so. After you're done, you, you kind of have to deal with it. <laughs> it's funny because I, I was looking at the injury reports too for the gamblers and other teams too. It's not something you quite think about if you don't follow much bull riding or just learning about the sport, but you guys are like hockey players. There's always some sort of injury for every one of you guys every week, I swear. Uh, oh, yeah. So like right <laughs> now, my, I got a bum ankle. Uh, I, I twisted it getting off a bull a couple of weeks ago, and it, it's still pretty swollen. And, and um, man, that's kind of... That kind of sucks because when you're getting on in the bucking shoes, it's all metal. So yeah. the bull moves around in there, it it's bumping it, and it that kind of bothers me. But like this past weekend, I I rode the bull for 89 points, and I, I didn't feel that ankle one time during that ride. Mm. So. Yeah, I was just gonna say, do you, do you even do you even think about jumping off differently or, or landing differently at all with the bum ankle, or now you just go for it in the moment? Uh, I think I just go for it. I mean. I'm gonna try my best not to not to land on it, but yeah, you can't really you can't really control that situation. <laughs> the fun part I wanted to bring up is when you do get off and you have that great ride, and the moment calls for the gritty. I gotta ask about the gritty. Everyone knows the dance, <laughs> uh, but you busted out better than any other PVR rider does. What what was the origin behind that? Uh, so, I mean, uh, I've seen it on TikTok and stuff, and uh, uh, one of my buddies he was just like. Uh, you might as well hit the gritty if you're gonna have the super gremlins on. So I started, uh, I started hitting the gritty, man. And it it really feels amazing when you when you make a qualified ride for 90 or 89 points and and going out there and doing a celebration dance. And, you know kind of toss it off people love that a little bit more <laughs> yeah it's, it's that second crowd pop you know you're used to that crowd pop yeah. for the great ride but then when you get yeah. the second pop just for the dance then you know you've done something special right yeah <laughs> Love it. Again, it's Austin Richardson of the Austin Gamblers, professional bull rider joining us. Austin Richardson, 22 on Instagram. Uh, let's get to some last few moments here in our conversation. I had to ask about this chance encounter that I heard about with a mini bull at a young age. Uh, do your best to explain that story and what exactly went down in that encounter. Uh, so uh, I was little and uh, started off riding bulls. I mean, a couple of my friends got me into it, but. Uh, Went to the mini bull riding, and uh, so Chris Shivers, PBR uh, bull rider, used to ride, and uh, he, he used to put on mini bull riding, so I entered that up. I went to my first uh, NBR World Finals in Las Vegas, so I got to go watch the PBR Finals and compete, and, and that was really cool uh, just to be a little kid and, and kind of get to watch the PBR and, and kind of grow up in that atmosphere, and, and uh, now now I'm riding in the PBR. It, it's kind of all of a dream. It's really crazy for sure. Definitely, man. It gave, it gave you that sparkle in your eye when you were little. Had something aspirational. I love, love to hear that. Um, I'm yeah. curious, in, in terms of sports for you, Dallas area, um, what, what's you or your family's affiliation? You guys, Cowboys, Rangers fans up there? What, what do you like to root for? Uh, Cowboys and the Rangers. Um, uh, 
my whole family they love baseball and, and uh we don't watch much football but uh for sure dallas cowboys is uh is our our home our hometown favorite team so uh, yeah I love the Texas Rangers. I wanted to play baseball when I was a kid and, and hmm. uh, wanted to make it to the big leagues, but I kind of went a different direction with bull riding, but, Def- uh, for sure. Definitely. If you could get one day in the major leagues playing for the Rangers, what what position would you start yourself at? I'd have to say I, I, I like to be a shortstop. I, mean, uh, I know I'm probably not fit for it. I'm a little shorter guy, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm really fast, and, and I, I can throw the ball pretty quick. I, I wish I could... Uh, Play for uh, play the shortstop position. That'd be awesome. Love it. Very cool. All right, we usually wrap up our conversations with some food questions. So these will be pretty easy for you because I see you active on the pit pit boss grills there on your social media, and I saw you made oh, some yeah. tacos as well too. So we're in Texas here. We we love tacos. So uh, tell us all about your maybe your one or your favorite taco recipes you like to do on the grill. And so I like the I I took these uh, Mexican uh, fajita tacos. I love them. I go to this meat market right down the street from my house, and and they they marinate them for me and everything. But uh, man, I, I love throwing out some tacos. It's easy, it's fast, and and especially when I got a big group of friends over, we're bucking bulls or something. But uh, I love throwing uh, fajitas, avocados, um, uh, bell peppers, onions, all that together. I mean, that's probably that's probably uh, the most I cook around here. I mean, we do do ste- uh, cook steaks and and uh other stuff brisket and and ribs and stuff but uh, i love those tacos i mean that that seasoning that they put on it is so good and and it's just quick to put up for sure i know what's with that fajita seasoning it's like it's like a drug i swear sometimes (laughs) (laughs) it's unbelievable yeah all right we'll end with our 19th hole question as well we usually ask that to golfers but for the riders on the show let's do a texas spin and let's make our own uh texas barbecue plate since i know you can get down with that so let's start uh texas barbecue joint your favorite place what what are your two meats that you'd put on there um so uh, I like brisket or, or, uh, I have to do brisket or a chalk beef sandwich. I also love those little, uh, burn-ins, those burn-ins. That, that, those are really good. Yes. Like candy bacon right there. And and then, uh, yeah. two, two sides for you. What are your favorite sides? I'm usually like a cream corn or like a jalapeno mac and cheese guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love corn and, uh, either corn or mashed potatoes or, or mac and cheese for sure. Anything else we need to add on there? Special bread, dessert, drink? What am I missing for you there? Uh, cornbread. Cornbread is my favorite bread. I, I love cornbread and uh, probably a, a sweet lemonade for sure, strawberry lemonade. Love it. Awesome. Austin, thank you so much for hopping on. Uh, excited to follow more of the PBR team series. Be sure to follow Austin and the gamblers on social media. And best of luck with the rides the rest of the season. I really appreciate you. See you in Austin. And we're back. Great chat there with Austin. Rode an entire season, Alex. Did I hear this right? With a broken collarbone? (laughs) Yes. These guys, you know, it's funny. You know, maybe the bull riders get knocked for not being the biggest guys. That doesn't mean they're not built different. I mean, these are tough guns right here and it's like like coach gaffney said a couple weeks ago and austin reiterated it's that man versus beast rivalry and it's fascinating to watch you you never know what you're going to get at any moment from a ride really need to get that perspective from austin i'm I'm looking forward to future uh austin gamblers days 
Mike, it started off with just pyrotechnics everywhere. You would you would have loved the pre-production mm. show. It really get, and my dad turned to me yesterday and thought this thought it was the Super Bowl. There was so much hype around the pregame. <laughs> um, and you would have loved the production there behind everything and the riders and building them up. And then Sunday, like I said, was the shark cage. So I was basically in the cage next to the cameraman for CBS Sports as the Bulls shoot out with their riders on top. Uh, I had a couple of Bulls completely circle the cage, which is always fun. I posted a great reel, which we shared at COL Podcast. Uh, so be sure to check that out. I'll have a video in the next couple of weeks as well, documenting the full experience. But PBR event, Mike, w- wouldn't have expected to have as much fun as I did at a bull riding event. Now I want to go to one. I've, I've been willing to go to one before. Now I really want to go to one. You know what? So. Really fun take and an easy take too. Door to door, like two and a half hour show. You get to see four different matchups. The matchups move quick, 30 minutes each, five minutes in between. It's, it's a really easy take for a sports fan who loves competition. Love it. Yeah. So make sure you follow us on Instagram, COL Podcast, Course of Life, Alex, M-W-R-I-N-C, so you can check the reels we post there and our stories and everything so you never miss what's going on in our lives in the world of sports and all that fun stuff. Uh, we're on threads, too, at those same handles, COL Podcast, Course of Life, Alex, M-W-R-I-N-C. We're on Twitter, too. Well, Alex is on Twitter, Course of Life 1. I'm there, but I don't really say anything anymore, M-W-R-I-N-C. <laughs> we're on YouTube, so you can check all those videos of us recapping that trip to Ireland as well. We're on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, everywhere. Um, Make sure as you're listening, you're subscribing and you're punching that uh, like button or giving us four stars or whatever you feel is appropriate to show your your love and respect for us. I love that you don't even ask for five. That's so humble of you. You just ask for Uh, four. You know, uh, I don't want to seem like we're we're rigging the system. (laughs) We're just asking for a B minus out here. That's it. Just four out of five. That's all. It's above average. Just barely above average. (laughs) Keep expectations low. That's what we do. Speaking of expectations, Notre Dame just blew out Navy in Dublin to start off college football. Called that. That was an awesome start to week zero. Um, Blowout win for Notre Dame. USC looked okay, but didn't cover. There weren't that many highlights from week zero, but it was just great to have college football back on the screen. My week zero picks two and one. Basically, I'll get you that early week preview. That's going to be the cadence this season on Run Your Pool. I'll tell you my thoughts on the overall spread of the week, but then Saturday morning, you'll get those magical picks, which you'll see on Twitter and threads at at Course of Life 1, at Course of Life Alex. Uh, So two and one to start the season. Always good to start out on a winning note, and uh, I won't complain ever about that. Do we think Deion Sanders is going to win his coaching debut? Wow, how crazy would that be? A (laughs) 20-point underdog right now uh, at TCU. He's the coach of the Colorado Buffalo Rose right now. In case you're not following, that's right. Deion Sanders is the coach of the Colorado Buffaloes, and his son's going to be the quarterback. So that's definitely the tune-in for this weekend for sure. There's some other great matchups with LSU and Florida State, Florida and Utah. But if I'm tuned in one game, I'm definitely curious to see how Coach Prime's uh, debut goes. Also, I want to talk a little baseball and not Major League Baseball, but Little League World Series. Mm, Did you see the walk-off home run to win the whole thing for California? I have some sad news for that kid. His life just peaked. Yeah, pretty much. Sorry, it's dude. not going to get any better than that, Mike. I mean, you you hit a you hit a walk off home run like that, and you're a California kid just to win the world championship on ABC in front of millions and thousands in person. 
What an absolute moment for that kid. I was discussing Incredible. this with my wife, Mike. How popular is that kid going to be? We're heading right back into the start of the school year. I mean, that kid better just be reaping it all in right now. This is his moment after the walk-off walk off. Because home guess run. what? In about five years, you're going to be sitting in the corner going like, I was the kid who won it for California in the last night <laughs> at the walk-off. Come on, man. Sorry, ben, dude. <laughs> benched for two other shortstops that are younger and better than him, right? That's, yeah. that's the way the world of sports works. But no, now that we brought that kid down successfully, that was an awesome moment to see. Shout yeah. out to El Segundo for winning that walk-off for California. Always love a good, good feel-good story, and the Little League World Series tends to produce a few of those. A fifth straight United States victory for the World Series Cup. Fifth straight World Series for the for wow. the United States. Is, is this becoming a runaway? I mean, I thought this used to be like everyone won, and now it's just the U.S. <laughs> Definitely doesn't translate on the world scene because the U.S. can't win the World Baseball Classic or the Olympics, that's for sure. <laughs> so it's in- interesting to see that, but yeah. I feel like that tide's going to change in the years to come. All right, let's hashtag always end with food. Yep, food segment to end every Course of Life podcast. Always end with food on Instagram. And uh, I'll pat my own back, Mike. I've made it another year. It's my birthday week. I'm here. I'm closing in on 36, if you can believe it or not. Welcome to the end of your mid-30s. You are now closer to 40 than you are to 30. Firmly entrenched in my late 30s as you listen to this. It's my birthday week, though, so I'm going to celebrate and go out with a bang. This is what I am doing, Mike. I got a plan to do 36 holes for my 36th birthday. It's going to be a nine-hole pitch and putt, a nine-hole short course, and 18 for real. We'll see if I can execute it. But it's all about the birthday meal. That's what you're wondering. I'm going right down the middle. I'm not doing anything too fancy because it's something I haven't had in a while, ironically. I'm going to my old-school, classic, Austin, Tex-Mex spot. I'm going to Dos Salsas. It's going to be queso guacamole salsa. Start with a couple apps. Full plate of sizzling fajitas. Maybe a couple tacos. Mixed enchilada plate. Couple margaritas. If I'm leaving anything out, I'll try and order some more. But I'm going all the way for that this year. I'm just, I'm just confused. You're, you're in your mid to late thirties now, and you're able to eat all that food. I'm going to be sharing it for sure. And we'll take some to go. Let's put it that way. Okay. Um, okay. But uh, it'll be a great Mexican birthday meal. That's what I'm going with. And uh, I, the one other thing that I will say is I've got a nice little stable of free birthday meals. Shout out to my Pluckers Club membership. I got a mm. free entree coming right there. I'm heading over to BJ's Brew House for a free pizookie, which is their wonderful cookie skillet dessert. So I'm just absolutely spoiled with the, with the birthday week meals. I'll be taking full advantage of all of them. You know, I'm just I'm jealous of people that don't have their birthday, even though it is around a holiday. It's a Labor Day weekend. It, it's not around a big like like I'm always around Thanksgiving, so I don't go out for my oh. birthday. I don't get to go do stuff. I, I even because I've worked in retail and places where I usually have to work around the holiday. I don't get I don't get my birthday off typically. So, you're dep- oh, you're being deprived of a great American luxury, I, I the free birthday stuff in the form of food and drink. Wow. So I'm going to have to try this year. I think I'm going to have like the full weekend off. My birthday's on a Sunday. Not nice. to make this whole conversation about your birthday about me, but um, I, no, I, think I need gonna, this for you. I'm you need this to, for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to look for this because, you know, I'm even closer to 40 than you are. So, oh, God, you know, I'm an old man. So we'll end on we'll that just... daunting thought right there. <laughs> I hope everyone had a fantastic listen to this, though. And if you lasted this long, be sure to like and subscribe if you haven't already. That's a wrap on this week's Course of Life. We'll see you next week. Yeah.